When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Eric Nolin, uh, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Eric, the Longhorns scrimmaged on Saturday. Uh, you've talked to some people. I've talked to some people. Uh, you're overriding feelings from what you're hearing right now. Yeah, last uh, last scrimmage before the spring game, obviously, uh, you know, they didn't go uh, the full uh, practice wasn't a full scrimmage, but they did, you know, split it up. They did scrimmage quite a bit. Uh, I think the offense had a good day, but I think the defense had a bit of a bounce back from from last week. Yeah, they didn't necessarily play poorly last week, but clearly the, the offense won. The offense might have had the upper hand uh, barely this week, but uh, the defense did win the one period that they actually kept score, which is the red zone period. Uh, the defense held up quite well there. And that, that's kind of the theme in the Big 12 or really college football in general is if you can can tighten up in the in the red zone, uh, you're going to win a lot of football games just by holding other team to field goals. Yeah, Texas last year did well in the red zone to start the year and then cratered to end the year, essentially. So uh, interesting to see how that works out. Um, uh, other overriding uh, storylines, it has to be, we have to talk about the quarterbacks because that's story 1A, 1B, and 1C right now. Yeah, the quarterbacks didn't have the, the same Saturday that they had last Saturday, uh, but I think that's a function of the defensive line getting more pressure this week uh, than, than they did the previous week. Um, you know, I think the corners are going to be pretty good, but they're also dependent on what happens up front with the D-line. Uh, unfortunately, whereas we feel kind of confident saying that the wide receivers and cornerbacks are, are at least pretty good uh, at a minimum, uh, the zero sum kind of makes it a lot tougher to know what's going on between the offensive line and the defensive line. But one of the issues the quarterbacks had today is they, they just didn't have as much time as they had the previous Saturday. So that was a that was a big theme. Uh, they still pre played pretty well, uh, each threw a pick, uh, but neither was necessarily their fault. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit, I'm, I'm sure. But Yeah, uh, um, the other things that we, we were talking about, offense line was the other thing that we wanted to find out this spring. Uh, I, I heard Jatavian Sanders had a good spring, or had a good game, a relatively strong uh, period uh, this today, excuse me, on uh, Saturday. Uh, Gunnar Helm, uh, Jalil Billingsley. I think the tight end spot sounds like it's rounding into shape, kind of. Yeah, they really like what's going on with Jatavian Sanders. Pretty good blocker, but a very good receiver. Uh, Helm is, you know, what we've been told on Helm is he doesn't do anything great, but he does uh, most everything good. Uh, but yeah, they, they were really excited about Sanders after today's scrimmage. You know, he's, he's starting to really live up to that top billing. Um, you know, if he keeps playing like that, they're, they're going to they're gonna be able to be really dangerous with the uh, formations that they can come up with. You know, it can look like they're in 12 personnel, but if, if it's Sanders and Jaleel Billingsley, uh, really, you have uh, five five wide receivers out there. Uh, it sounds like Jade Barron is a, a key focal point of the secondary based on what you wrote on Inside Texas. Yeah, I didn't hear a whole lot about him today, but I didn't really ask a whole lot about him today. Uh, the DB I heard about probably the most today was uh, Jaron Thompson in a bit of a surprise playing field safety. He had a really good good uh, scrimmage. Uh, but Barron is uh, Barron might be the best DB on the team right now. You know, but that's he's been one of the consistent uh, most most consistent players throughout spring that we've heard about. I think you've heard about him as much as I have. 
Yeah, it was it was the idea that he moved back and forth between the the uh, nickel position and cornerback uh, that I was speaking of, and so it's interesting that the Longhorns are going to try to give that a go. Um, you know, the other thing that that has to be mentioned is what ha- what you know, a couple of recruits that were on campus. Uh, one of them, surprisingly, so uh, Ajay Hall, I think, is on his official what amounts to an official visit to Texas. The transfer wide receiver from Alabama. Uh, he is on campus, and uh, it appears Longhorns want him and uh, are in uh, key position to to get him. But we'll have to see how it turns out. He's not leaving until later uh, today, Sunday. Um, and then Oshawn Mathis, uh, the defensive end out of uh, uh, TCU by way of Maynard High School, showed up today. We expected him next weekend for the spring game, uh, but it looks like he came in this weekend as well. Uh, Eric, you hearing anything on those two right now? Well, I think confidence is really high on Texas uh, being able to close out. You know, dating back to last December, we wrote extensively that Texas was going to be gigantic winners in the portal. You know, not only with what they're, you know, they're kind of uh, offloading, but also how they would load up. Uh, And I think that's going to continue with both those guys. Uh, Haven't heard either of them are done for sure, but I feel really confident uh, in the current standing. Um, Hall, you know, I'm not sure that he's a huge need, uh, but he is a huge talent. Uh, I think he's a bit of a, a chaotic uh, route runner and a, a bit of a mess. But man, you can see that at ta- uh, the talent and the electricity when he when he gets gets the ball. Uh, and you know, in this offense, you can't have have too many weapons. Uh, and then you know, we've talked about Mathis extensively. He's 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 a huge need, probably the biggest need uh, in the program right now, outside of that quarterback in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, you. Uh... You guys mentioned in, in the, on Inside Texas that Mathis was acting like he was part of not part of the drills, but definitely involved yeah. in the uh, in the uh, scrimmage and in the activities today. Yeah, he he looked like one of the guys. You know, one of the, he looked like a, a current player that was maybe out due to injury more more so than somebody on a visit. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes. We a lot of times the very first thing you hear on something is the most accurate, carries you the whole way through the whole story. Um, and I think that's probably going to end up being the case here. But you know, got to let it play out. Gotcha. Um, let's go position by position. Just tell me what you heard uh, from the scrimmage and, and where you think Texas is heading in, heading into this last week of practice, essentially. Uh, now that uh, we're through the scrimmage, uh, spring game is next Saturday. We wanted to mention, uh, if you're an Inside Texas subscriber, please join us at the spring game. Eric and I will be there as well. Eric, tell me, tell me what you, the bottom line, what you heard on the quarterbacks today. Did Quinn Ewers win that? Uh, win the day did Hudson card was it more of the same where you see uh you know glimpses from both yeah I think you've got uh two kind of different personalities there where Quinn is more creator and uh and and Hudson is more facilitator you know um and I think that Sark can win with both obviously there's some risk reward with uh with viewers but the you know he threw a pick six today I think Jameson had his second or third pick six this spring um but that was, you know, that wasn't his fault. Miscommunication more on the wide receiver than him. And then uh, Card threw an interception. That was uh, that was tipped and actually picked off by Devin Richardson, who, uh, you know, haven't heard a whole lot about Devin Richardson, but today had a, had a good uh, good scrimmage. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I th- all the excitement is around Quinn because of the rating and, uh, you know, the, the savior thing that every all the fans look for. But Hudson is, has acquitted himself well this spring. Uh, they can win with either. Um, you know, they, they look good today. Uh, I think... Uh, Card probably had the, the more impressive plays, but I think Hudson probably had the more steady play. You mean yours had the more outstanding play? You, yeah, said, yeah, yeah. you said you said yeah. card twice. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah. At running back, uh, you guys are reporting that uh, uh, 
Bijan Robinson did not have a heavy dose today. Like he yes. had it. Yeah. Yeah. Touchdown and put him on the, put him on the shelf, which is, you know, what they should do really. Uh, I think Keelan Robinson got probably more looks than he has in the past. Um, and I think, you know, that when they get in August, I think they're going to look for more ways to get him involved and, you know, kind of turn the page on the, on the, the main playbook and go to the, the secondary uh, playbook. And I think that's where Keelan's going to feature a, a little more prominently, but you know, he's a good player and uh, he got a lot, he got a lot more action today. You reported uh, that Texas had a couple more two back looks than uh, more frequent two back looks than, than before perhaps today. Right. Is that correct? Yeah, well, I think that's just going to be a continued thing. You know, they're going to be extremely multiple on offense. Um, you know, they're going to bounce around in personnel packages. They've got a lot of different looks they can get. Uh, they can look like they're in one, and then by the time the ball snaps, they're actually in another package, and I think that's going to be something that, you know, they're going to want to keep that under wraps. And so, but they're, they're, they're a lot more uh, dynamic when it comes to uh, the different looks they can get. Can't believe I left this out, but I'm moving on to wide receiver. Xavier Worthy, I was told, had one of the, the wow plays of the day, made a couple, made some folks, uh, you know, lose their jockstrap at some point in the, in the, in the procession. Uh, other than Worthy at wide receiver, uh, Isaiah Nahor got more, more run with the ones again today over Marcus Washington. Is that accurate? Well, yeah, but Marcus Washington had a good game, a good day as well, too. You know, the wide receivers are just uh, are becoming in a position of strength, it seems. You know, we did uh, position group rankings uh, last Monday or Friday, I forget. Uh, and uh, wide receivers, our source put as the second best uh, position group on the team. And there's they're just becoming a lot more deep. And then we already know the talent at the top with Worthy. You know, Worthy and Bijan have kind of had quiet springs, but that's that's exactly what you want. Every once in a while, something happens that reminds you of why they're so great. Yeah, I, I, I think about it in uh, – I, I was told that Jordan Whittington had a, a plausible scrimmage today too. Yeah, another one that I should have mentioned here, he, was, yeah. he had another – just extremely consistent throughout all of spring and that continued today. Yeah, I, I talked to someone uh, – or got a text from someone who said, thank God he's healthy because he's, he's – when he is, he's really consistent and yeah. adds some – adds just a, a – he's – it's not so much that he's always um, – uh, a threat to take it to the house. It's just that he's always good, if yeah. that makes sense. I mean, there's it, oh, yeah. it just ups the level of of uh, ability on the on the on the field. Yeah, I think he's actually going to show more big playability this season if, if he stays healthy, just because he's going to have more space to operate. Um, and you know, if he's healthy, he's good. That, that, you said it best. Um, you know, and so far so good on that front. Gotcha. Uh, tight end, we mentioned Sanders and and Helm as well as Billingsley. Uh, Juan Davis, I think, still on the sidelines. We don't know really, uh, you know, what they're going to do quite yet with Sanders. Is he going to be more a receiver? Is he going to have his hand in the dirt a little bit? Or are they looking to, to move him around a bunch? Well, I think his primary position is going to be in line. Uh, but, you know, his, his greatest strength is his receiving and his ball skills. And, uh, you know, you can get a lot of mismatches in the passing game when, with lined up in line. We just haven't seen it a whole lot because Texas hasn't had anybody dynamic there in a long time. Um, but yeah, he's going to, he's going to play a big factor in that overall versatility. I was, I was hinting at a minute ago. Um, we'll, we'll broach that subject a little further down the road, but, um, yeah, he's, he's a good blocker or I, I should say a decent blocker, excellent receiver. Um, but I think good enough blocker is, is where, what they're trying to get him at. And he, he's on that path. Inside Texas is reporting that Andre Karich, uh, the talented, uh, offensive tackle, uh, junior by year i don't know if he's a redshirt sophomore officially or what have you uh but uh out of south lake carroll uh did not scrimmage today because he has an ankle 
uh, injury. It's, it's kept him out a, a couple times this spring, is my understanding. Uh, in his place, Hayden Connor moves from right guard to left tackle, uh, and Cole Hudson moves in to Connor's spot at right guard. Uh, yeah. Overall, how how has the off or how did the offensive line perform today? I heard what you said a little bit earlier, but any any standouts to your knowledge, or are, are we really just getting into that situation where we don't know? Um, it's it's that zero sum game that we talk about, where if the offensive line is doing good, the defensive line must be doing bad, and vice versa. Right. Yeah, you know, I heard that. Um, my source went back to what what happened last week, where the the offensive line had improved. Uh, because I, I broached that subject about zero sum, it's hard to get excited about the D line if, if the offensive line isn't that good. Well, he said he said the offensive line has been improving th- uh, consistently throughout spring. The D line did get the better of, of them today, is is what he said. Um, I don't know if that that's not terribly surprising. Um, Connor, you know, Connor's interesting. Um, I think his highest upside obviously is that guard, but but they're trying to to see what he can do can do and can't do. Um, and so, yeah, he, he played left tackle. I think he could probably play there in a pinch. Uh, and then Cole Hudson playing a guard, as you said, very similar prospects to me coming out of high school, giant guys that are pretty mobile, um, smart early enrollees. And uh, Cole Hudson's going to play next year if, if he stays on this current trend line. That's not to say he's going to start, uh, but he's definitely going to play. I didn't hear much about uh, the interior guys or, or Christian Jones. I, I didn't. I, I heard very little about Jake Majors. Didn't hear anything about Junior Anglauer or Christian Jones. So. Uh, I agree with you on that. It sounds like it was more of a uh, skill position scrimmage, uh, if that makes sense, he- hearing that kind of stuff. Uh, before we go to defense, Eric, uh, I want to tell people, I want you to give a chance to tell people about our uh, special offer at Inside Texas right now. Yeah, it's going to expire soon, pr- uh, probably right around the spring game. Uh, and so you want to give us a shot. It's uh, four months for $1. Can't beat that. Um, I think we do a really good job of covering the program. I think we have a very funny, humorous, and, and knowledgeable community. Um, you know, I made a tweet the other day that said, you don't have to be on Twitter to follow Texas football. Um, if, if you, if you think like Twitter is a pretty terrible place, which, you know, I think, um, you know, why don't you come over here? Anything that's on Twitter that's important is going to find its way to our site. And half the time that stuff came from our site to begin with, if it's, if it's Texas news. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, defensive line. Uh, I heard, uh, wanted to start this out. I heard today that, uh, very first play of scrimmage, Moro Ojomo gets injured, uh, but, it wasn't bad. Uh, a couple of plays later, he was back in. Uh, what did you hear on the, the defensive front? Uh, Alfred Collins again. Um, I keep hearing about these upside players. The consistency is, is it seems to be coming to fruition with, with some of the most talented players. And the program is only going to go so far as the most talented uh, players take them. Um, and, you know, so, some of the guys have talent and consistency like Worthy and Bijan. Other guys have talent and haven't quite had that consistency yet. But Alfred Collins seems to be coming around. We hear his name every scrimmage, it seems like. Uh, so he had a good one. Uh, Baron Sorrell, uh, who was reported this week, one of our sources is, is really high on him, said he thinks he's going to have a breakout spring game, uh, thinks he's going to be a good player long term. He, he had a pretty good scrimmage as well. Uh, didn't really hear much about Coburn. Oh, Coburn did have a tackle in the goal line, but I think uh, helped, helped that red zone victory. Um, didn't hear anything about Sweat, though we have heard his name uh, more and more this spring, it seems. Another one of those higher upside guys that uh, it tend, seems to be bringing it when it counts. Uh, but I didn't really hear anything about the Bucks, uh, which would be OV and Prince Dorba and, and uh, Justice Fink. I think Justice Finkley did have a pressure after he beat uh, Jalen Garth. We reported that. So Okay, gotcha. Um, you know, I, I look at that group, and um, I actually did hear that Sweat had a pretty good practice as well. Um, yep, but right. nothing, nothing that, you know, nothing that's just 
out there or, or what have you. Um, at linebacker, uh, are you still – we understand that it's DeMarvian Overshone and um, uh, Jalen Ford starting right now. Uh, you said De Devin Richardson had an interception today? Yeah, he had a uh, tip drill interception, um, and, it you know, he had a good scrimmage beyond that play, so, that, you know, according to the sources. But the first person he mentioned was uh, DeMarvian Overshone, and his exact words was he's flying around again. Another one of those more higher upside guys that we seem to hear with more and more consistency. Uh, I had another guy that was there that was very high on him uh, as well, uh, that knows that position pretty well. And so, you know, DeMarvin seems to be, be well positioned to have a big year. You know, we, I think we've kind of always thought it was going to happen or, or thought it could happen just because of the baseline athleticism he has, but he's starting to not look like an athlete, starting to look more like a linebacker. I want to say this, Eric, we're going to release this on Sunday. So we're going back and forth between saying the word today when talking about the scrimmage and oh, yeah. uh, for Saturday versus Sunday. The reality of it is Eric and I are taping this late Saturday uh, for publication on Sunday. Uh, so excuse our, you know, lack of uh, fun uh, of television or video fundamentals here. Uh, yeah. It's not our first uh it's not our first love. I guess we, we both write and uh, report more than we do other things, but uh, we enjoy the, the video format. Um, also, uh, anything on Jet Bush at linebacker? I, I had heard some stuff on him earlier in the week. Didn't hear much lately, though. Uh, I didn't hear anything uh, from the game. You know, I didn't, I didn't really ask about him. I, I tend to see, you know, ask by position and see who – that's how you're really going to get the standouts. If, if a good player is omitted, then I start asking about him. But – um, you know, that's not to say anything bad about him, but I didn't hear anything about him this week, but he did have a good scrimmage last week, if I recall correctly. You, you mentioned the DBs um, early, and you said Jaron Thompson. I had heard that Jade Barron was kind of the, the star. You're, you're hearing Jaron Thompson at, uh, at free or field safety uh, had one of the better days, huh? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I'm not surprised by Jade. He's been very consistent. Um, you know, I like what they're doing, moving a corner to nickel instead of moving a safety to nickel. That's going to give you better coverage. Uh, and if Jade can hold up physically, which we can't, we think he can, haven't heard anything negative there, then then it's all the better. You want as much coverage as possible. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't hear anything about the, you know, Ryan Watts has been another consistent guy. I didn't hear anything really based on today, though. Yep. And Jamison had the pick six. Uh, I had heard that J.D. Coffey may have gotten injured a little bit, but I can't. I haven't been able to confirm that uh, with anybody, and I don't think the, the university put out anything uh, about that either and whether or not he actually came back into practice later uh, or, or what had you. I, you know, we didn't hear much about Keaton Crawford either, and we thought we might be hearing more about him as a possible starter. Anthony Cook, um, you know, I look back at this, and that, that's pretty much going through the, the roster from by position. I, I look back at this, Eric, and you and I have talked about this. What were the big question marks as we headed into spring, right? What were the things that, that really we thought they needed to address uh, to get to that next level? We talked about quarterbacks. Well, there's a quarterback battle, right? I mean, uh, yours is good. Uh, he's, not just a, he's not just a guy. He's competing with a guy that won the starting job last year. So he's not just a, another guy on the on the – on the roster, right? So I, I feel right. like that is, is good. Is it to develop to the point where you like it right now? Or is it meeting your expectations, surpassing your expectations or, or under, under meeting your expectations, I guess is the best way to put it. 
Uh, you know, I wrote an article this week about development being a consistent theme throughout spring, and I feel feel, feel very strongly that the the places where they can develop the the players uh, uh, rapidly, it, it's it's taking place. Uh, the other places where we're not hearing as much about development, uh, it's because the pieces aren't aren't quite on campus yet, and that'll you know that'll change in the summer when the offensive linemen get to class and more of those edges. Uh, but every other position pretty much had players to develop outside of running back, which most of those guys are are fairly developed. Uh, so I think spring ball has, has been a big success so far. You know, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, back to quarterbacks, you know, Quinn has tons of talent. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people remember all the miss, the busts at, at, at quarterback. And they tend to forget about all the times that the uh, rankings have, have gotten quarterbacks right. And I think they tend to get rankings uh, more correctly on quarterbacks uh, as the years come on. Uh, certainly, there, it seems like there were more busts back, you know, five, six, ten years ago. It seems to be a lot better now. Um, and I, I don't know how you could really miss on Quinn, uh, you know, worst case scenario is, in the, is that, you know, he probably throws more picks than you like. He's still going to chunk the ball all over the place and be wildly successful. Uh, so, you know, I'm not surprised by him coming on. And maybe he came on a little quicker throughout spring than I, than I anticipated. But I think that people are getting uh, – are, are underselling Card in this battle because they literally could win a lot of games with Card if, if, if Card is a starter. I mean, so it's – I think they're – So are – surpassing – is the is the position in your opinion with one one week to go and based on what you you know above at or below expectations from what you thought it would be this time right now i would say slightly above um you know carter's where i expected him to be and quinn is probably a little bit more uh based on the first couple practices further along than i thought he would be uh but both guys are fairly in line with what i was expecting we needed we know that the longhorns needed the offensive line to come along. Um, they've got to figure out who their best guys are. Yeah. Uh, what? What do you? Where are you at on that situation? So again, based on what you thought they would be, above, even, or below? Yeah, about exactly where I thought they would be. Um, you know, the the way that they can improve is, you know, unit cohesion. You know, they, you can't necessarily improve the individual parts and then they all get better because the individual parts don't quite have as much development outside of Connor and Hudson. The other, the other players are more well, uh, more well known. Uh, and so, you know, there, there's not that runway to get this development, this quick spark that they're going to get next week or next year uh, when all those offensive line have a little bit of experience, but are entering their first full off season. That's when you're going to see a rapid jump at that position. At the edge, we talked about Barrett. You've talked about Barrett. So you've actually been a fan of his for like, going back to last year. It, it was somebody that you kind of, thought might have a, a good a good run he apparently is having a good spring at the same time they're still they, they still need more edges uh we still believe that to be case they still need Oshawn Mathis basically uh in in this in this uh alignment or arrangement uh as far as we think right oh ab absolutely they have to they have to get him Baron Baron's going to be ready to play in more of a secondary role the following years when Baron's going to be really ready to take off the thing I misjudged on him was his build. Um, you know, in high school, I thought he was more built like Malcolm Roach. Uh, turns out he's a lot longer and not necessarily as uh, fully developed in the lower body. And, and so you can't play edge or that, you know, you can't play the alignments he's asked to play uh, without developing more lower body strength. But that's going to come uh, without a doubt. He's one of the hardest workers in the program, extremely mature. Uh, you know, everybody loves the way he goes about his business. And so he's got, you know, you can be an upside player, but not a maximizer. So it doesn't matter. He's a maximizer. And so we're going to find out what his upside is. It just might take another year, but he's going to play a lot.
Yeah, I'm brought back to what Mora Ojomo said about him a, couple, or a week and a half ago. He said he's an he's a guy that's eager to learn, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that yep. that would mean that that maximizer label that you just used, I think, would be appropriate. Uh, linebacker above expectations, at expectations, or below? Uh, it's above. I would say it's above for sure. Uh, Demarvian, um, Demarvian coming of age, I think, is probably one of the stories of camp. Um, you know, we still want to see it with our own eyes, uh, but it's, it's easy for me to believe uh, based on seeing him physically now. Um, and then, you know, Jalen Ford has got the, got all it takes to, to be a good player as well. And, and David Ben is, you know, probably the best athlete when matched to that position that they have. Uh, so, you know, I think they, they could probably use another body in the portal. Um, but, but I like where they're at. Gotcha. And then the secondary, have they got the unit together yet? That's going to be the question mark is whether or not they're playing as a unit. You don't know about that. We haven't heard a lot about coverage busts. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of comfort, uh, you know, playing between safeties and corners and everybody being on the same page. Safeties are probably a little bit ahead of where I expected, uh, mainly because of the rise of Keaton Crawford. Of course, we didn't hear about him today, but, um, you know, J.D. Coffey's had a, had a good spring. Um, check on that injury and probably write something up on that Monday or, or tomorrow which is Monday since we're filming on Saturday, but this is being seen on Sunday. <laughs> so we'll have some on that uh, at some point. Um, but I think the safeties are a little bit ahead. You know, Cook, I think, is a steady hand at boundary. Uh, I think they're developing more depth. Um, you know, J.D. can play there. Keaton can play there. Jaron can play there. And, and so I think I think safeties are in a better spot. I, you know, I still wouldn't be surprised if they went to the huddle for good or to the portal if a good player came out. But um, I think they're a little bit ahead of schedule at safety. Texas has four guys uh, from the portal thus far. If they are lucky enough to add both O'Shawn Mathis and uh, Ajay Hall, uh, that takes them to six. How many can they take? Uh, seven or eight? Is that the right number? Yeah, I think they would have room for two more. Uh, I have to go back and look at the math. I've got it written down somewhere, but I think it's two more. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, that was a big scrimmage uh, for the Longhorns on Saturday. Uh, I, I think that, uh, as Eric said, big Big piece of it. It was a fairly well-rounded scrimmage. They scrimmaged uh, uh, a, a full-on full-field scrimmage in the first half. Went to a uh, situational scrimmage in the second half. Um, Eric, uh, in, including red zone stuff and all that kind of stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. Correct. It was total total situational. So uh, Xavier Worthy, probably a strong strong player in this. Alfred Collins uh, gets a mention to Ch- Jatavian Sanders. Uh, as well as uh, several others uh, that we've mentioned. All right, that's going to do it for uh, this update of On Texas Football. Uh, for Eric Nileen, publisher of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching.